Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things and also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories and crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile and let you know you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The The Russian Russian Sisters. Sisters. everyone hey hey welcome back to another episode i've missed you i know we've well, i missed kinda... you too oh and our also our <laughs> audience <laughs> i'm like we've seen each other quite a bit but we've had some other business going on some other stuff obviously i've had some stuff going on alexandra has befallen yeah been befallen been befallen befalled been befalled with yet another illness. I know. Tis the season, it they say. It kind of impacts, it impacts me a little bit also in the sense of the mental health because I'm like, I wash my hands. I'm in touch with all the families I work with about illness. My child has been fine. And so I'm like, it's not like I'm going around licking people's faces and saying, give me, give me some viruses. Your son licked my face the other day. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I have a friend who's working with a client who likes faces. Like, for real, that's his anxiety. Oh, <laughs> your son, I think, did it because he was in puppy mode. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. he'll do that. Those are called puppy kisses. Yes. No, definitely. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so great. Let's pretend lick. <laughs> Let's pretend lick my cheeks. How Thanks. did that go? <laughs> it didn't because then he was like, okay, and then turned like turned my face to lick full on lick the other side. Well, yeah, you have to make it even. You can't cute. just like one side. Right. You have to make sure you get both sides. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was cute. How you been? I loved it. I've been great. I when you said you your mental health, I was I was thinking like maybe you're working through some stuff. Maybe like just all you around know, life you're working through some stuff and it's manifesting physically. My body is a hot mess, you guys. <laughs> so here's what I was thinking your about. Your body is a wonderland. <laughs> Remember that song? No, I know. Now we have to write. We have to write a song called "My Body's a Hot Mess." Right? <laughs> Who's gonna write that for us? No, I feel like this year has started off, and we're so excited, you guys, because we are past three quarters of a century. So we're heading towards being. I was like octogenarian. We are heading towards octogenarian. She anyway, wanted, she wanted to call us centaurs. I know. It's like, that's not right. Um, and by that, she means episode numbers, people. Yes. Not that we yes, are. Sorry. I'm just so excited for how the show's doing and, and to be able to share with you. And of course, like I'm still writing on the new year and what's going to bring us except for obviously this. Um, I feel like this year, though, has kind of I have taken the place of Bentley and his veterinarian saga minus the diarrhea so so i'm like oh my gosh you guys now instead of hearing about bentley's updates you're gonna hear about mine (laughs) so today in alexandra's illness saga i know right so just yeah when i'm saying my body is a hot mess years ago i went through a period of time of having four sinus infections in a year which is not good and i realized it was part of i'm gonna make this as like solid and short as possible some concise is what I meant um and so I had so many antibiotics that I had to take because my sinus infections go very like bacterial very quickly and then I had 
gut issues because of it and ended up having to work with a functional doctor and they were like, you cannot be on antibiotics. So it's been five years, five years since I have been on antibiotics and a few weeks ago I had to get on them and a steroid um, because my sinuses were so inflamed and nothing, like I do all the home remedies, all that stuff. I have neti pot. I'm like, what kind of broth can I be drinking? How Mustard, I, plaster. How I have done that. I'm like, how Grapefruit can I? boiling. I did not. I usually do that if I have a sore throat. But um, yeah, as you guys can see, like it does not end. The, the amount of stuff. And this is how I like to describe it. It feels like someone poured cement on the right side of my head. So I had to kind of um, not argue. I mean, you guys know with my Aries, I can argue. But I did have to be a little pushy and frank with the doctor and be like, hey, I need, I need to see someone because I think something is going on with one of my ears. Which I is- knew a Frank who was very pushy one time. <laughs> oh <my laughs> did he go to the gym? <laughs> he did, but he didn't work out. No. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what that means you think of. So anyway, yeah. So I'll keep you guys posted. I need to go see an allergist and uh, ear, nose, and throat doctor and see if somehow in my old age, the doctor actually made a comment. She was like, it could just be the structure of you. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I know Buddy calls me squishy sometimes, but but I, I yeah. So we'll see. Somehow, apparently, turning forty changed the structure poten- potentially of my <laughs> eustachian tube in my right ear. Well, how about that? So I have a remedy. I think you haven't tried, and I don't know if you remember, but when I was studying abroad in Russia, my Russian Baba, when I was ill there or got a cold. Um, she gave me slices of lemon and shots of vodka. So I had to eat the whole lemon slice, rind yeah. and all, and do a shot of vodka. I don't think you've done that yet. I haven't. I feel like we could have prepared for the show and done like a live, <laughs> a live thing. I don't do shots very well. I don't either, but that's you just I'd be eat sipping the it throughout lemon. the whole <laughs> recording. I'd be like... <laughs> That's her sipping. Yeah. No, you have to actually shoot it. And then you'd be so distracted by having to eat the rind of the lemon. I don't think you would care. I've known people who love eating fruit that way. I am not. And I see that my pickiness in vegetables and fruits, not pickiness in the sense of what I will eat, but pickiness in the sense of how, like, I don't like squishy blueberries. Oh, I don't either. And Buddy will be like, mama, this is squishy. And I'll like put it to the side. And I'm like, oh. And I don't think I've ever said I won't eat that because it's squishy. I think I don't know if I just genetically pass that on to him, but he does it with tomatoes too. He's like, that's a squishy one. I'm not Same. eating it. I, I'm, I, say, I don't like squishy tomatoes and I don't like squishy yeah. fruit. I'm very picky that grapes, I'll be the same way. But I don't, I don't think maybe if you also do not like squishy fruit, no, you're not alone. You're you not alone there because you, you have us. Yeah. Also, Alexandra, I feel like um, the the latest illnesses mm. all started with what you termed the cookie dough incident of 22. <laughs> oh Could you please? I forgot that we said we were going to talk about that. Share yeah. what happened with the cookie dough incident of 2022. It did. It did, y'all. It did start with the cookie dough incident. Imagine if you will. <laughs> a little bit of wine. Buddy is sleeping. Put on a show. It's got to be a Hallmark Christmas show. As Anna and I have talked about, you know, where we end up in a snow globe and relive our day until we get it right and Mr. Right. Um, <laughs> and I was 
potentially maybe writing out some Christmas cards, which I don't write them out, but I do write out the addresses. And I do have two meals delivered once a week. And with one of them came like a cookie thing. And I'm really particular about what meals I'll get. And so I was like, oh, whatever. I won't do anything with the cookies. Forgetting about them. And then they came as cookie dough. And so I decided to have some cookie dough. Oh, my gosh. I know. Such shame. So I ate the cookie dough. I did my Christmas cards. And I... Because who has not eaten cookie dough? I know. I, that right. takes me back like 20 years when I would get one of those like rolls of the Billsbury cookie dough or the tubs that oh. you'd get and you'd like spoonfuls. I used to eat that stuff by the spoonful. Like I, big soup I've never spoonful. done that. I've done the cookie dough ice cream before, but I've never. You've never just eaten cookie no. dough? Stop it. No, not like that. Really? Not like I haven't. You know, oh, no. we used to do that all the time. Like in college yeah. and after, I would just <laughs> eat it. I do have a sugar addiction. This is not news. Well, but. Right? And so mine's been chocolate. You know, obviously, like we talk about the peppermint chocolate, but I can't do processed sugar anymore. So the next day I woke up and I mean, my joints were so inflamed. Um, it was it was awful. And I was like, oh, no. But anytime that happens, my immune system tanks. Like it's a full autoimmune response. My immune system tanks. And I got some sort of virus bacterial infection. There, That's what I told everyone. It was coughing. Anna talked for 20 minutes about her cross. <laughs> yeah. remember? Do you remember that episode, you guys? And then her pants were on backwards. <laughs> We did talk about that. Yeah, that whole thing. That Remember that coughing fit, that episode? That was all because of the cookie dough incident of 2022. Was, was That's where dough. it all stemmed. Mm-hmm. It, it was. That was all started with the cookie dough incident Because Alexandra had some cookie dough delivered <laughs> to her house as part of her home meals delivered to her. And I knew it was there. If I don't know it's there, I won't, I won't go for it. But I was like, yeah. So essentially, I've been immunocompromised, which is fine. Felt better. Had the meds. Felt better. And then felt some pressure in my head. And then the next morning woke up and went, this this can't be right. But I'll tell you. So similarly, right? Like my pants were on backwards. We gave like one of the weirdest shows, I think, ever. <laughs> I had to crawl out of the room coughing. <laughs> like a little weird. I had kind of a Twilight Zone day today. <gasps> Do tell. Yeah. So, I mean, I did go see the doctor today and like had my whole banter with her or whatever. And then... Had to go to the bank, go to the ATM. You guys, I broke two ATMs. How did you do that? Uh, I just went boop, 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 boop and put my card in. And both ATMs were like, they just started doing the spinning wheel. Oh, no. And then it spit my card back out and both went to red. Oh, <laughs> like, so you went to one, tried it, and then you yeah, went to the other yeah. and the same thing happened? Uh-huh. Well, you yeah. know Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, is it still? Yes. Oh, okay. It's going to happen four times this year, and we are in one season just after the full moon. I mean, I've definitely had some other technological issues. So then, right, I have to go into the bank. No joke. This is what happens. I go into the bank, and the teller's really nice. She's helping me out. And I look over, and there's, like, three other employees behind behind the desk. But, you know, one of them's, like, doing something, and another one is behind her just, like, picking hairs and picking picking lint off like of preening? her. Like yeah, like is I'm watching preening? this. Yeah. What monkeys do? Yeah. And I'm just watching this. As this other woman is like counting out my cash that I broke the ATMs trying to get. And and it wasn't like it was that much cash, by the way, but not that that matters. But And I'm just watching her and she's like pulling off hair and she's getting down low on this woman's sweater and getting up high. And I was like, are you bored? Like, it's very is, professional. 
you know and then she walked out from behind there and started helping other people and i was like that was awkward that's so helpful of her al I mean, I have picked hair off of your sweaters before. I know, but not in a professional setting, I would imagine. I feel like the next time we go present, I should just do that in the middle oh while you're God, talking. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> you're in the middle of talking about suicide prevention, and I'm like, come here. Hold on. You got some hair on your back. I'm just going to stand right back here and pull the hair and lint off your back. Just keep talking. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be so weird. So I have a couple more weird things that happen. So then I, <laughs> from the bank, have to go get some gas, right? In the gas? Scene. Yeah. Okay. Gasoline. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I almost started singing a song about gasoline. Oh. But <laughs> and, and right, like in my car, mind you, just in my car that I have now had for two and a half years, well, almost three years now, I pulled up to the wrong side. Are you serious? <laughs> and then tried to get out of my car, like turned off the engine. I can't even say it without laughing so hard. Get my credit card. <laughs> I get out of the car and I was like, oh, that's not the right side. <laughs> And I had to get back in and I was going to reverse to try and get to the right side. But another car stopped. and was So I just had to like drive around in a whole circle. And I bet you weren't at a pump where you could like pull the thingy no. all the way around to the No, other side. I think, didn't I tell you guys when I, when my car was in and I borrowed my mom's car and <laughs> went to fill her car up with gas, at least I pulled up to the correct side and then totally could not reach, could not reach the gas and then had to get back in the car and reverse. That was funny. I was like, oh my goodness. So here's another thing that kind of happened to me. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to go get some over-the-counter stuff. And um, I decided, usually I'll go to Schmarget, but lately, right, they've had nothing on the shelves. So, and you usually tell me that you like Schmalgreens. So for what? Don't you normally go to like Walgreens, get over-the-counter stuff, like if it's Sudafed or Tylenol or something? Sometimes. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. no, I shop around. I'll look at Schmarget and the oh. Schmall Schmart. Ain't nobody have time for that. And then the, I mean, I don't go to each, I, actually, that's not true. About a year and a half ago when I wasn't feeling well um, and cough syrup was in high demand everywhere, I did. I went to like four stores to look for what I was needing. I think I've mentioned before, but Anna is insanely prepared for travel with her mini pharmacy. Yeah. Well, especially after COVID, you I think yeah, like you COVID have- and beyond, I was like, I shall not only carry my bucket of Tums, but I <laughs> shall also have some Sudafed yeah. and some Mucinex and some cough syrup because I'm a terrible traveler. And I think we talked about this at one time. We did. I think after Sonoma. That the first night away anywhere at any hotel room, I could be in paradise and I never sleep well. So I usually bring my nighttime cough syrup. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Or like a Tylenol PM or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have this thing. Fun fact about Alexandra. I cannot sneeze and not have to blow my nose after. It is impossible for me to sneeze and not have to blow my nose. So I pulled up to Schmall Greens and sneezed as I pulled up. And I did have tissues, but I was like, oh, this is going to be super quick. I'm just going to run and get my stuff and come out. No, why does there have to be the longest line? So in the pharmacy, I'm trying to get something. This woman is like going on and on. And I tried to think like, okay, if I was the person who had an issue with my insurance card, I'd want people to give me some grace. But I was like, I cannot wipe my nose with my hand while I have cameras on me. Like there were no tissues. And then I'm like, fine, I'm just going to get something else in place of what I needed and go to the front and literally turn a corner to get in line. And this woman from another aisle, it's like we had a standoff on who was going to get in line first. 
because she kind of came out and I technically had the right of way, but she just cut me off and went right in front of me. That's a difficult one when you're at the end of the aisle and you feel like you approach the end of the aisle at the same time. Like who determines the right of way? It's not like when you come to a traffic circle and the person to your right gets to go first. I was already though turned. So oh. it was, yeah. You were but like she, turn mm-hmm. signal on and everything. Like I, I was self. now heading straight for the line. She still had to turn, but because she was turning in front of me, she she took that liberty. And she had tw- like three times the amount of items. Oh, rude. I, I also, yeah. I feel like if you can look at the other person and they have one or two items, that it's a nice thing to do to be yeah. like, hey, no. you go. No. No. And then I tried to run out of there. I was like, don't look at me, people. Like, I don't want to know what my nose looks like right now. Couldn't get in the car fast enough. And I feel like it would have been perfectly acceptable for you to do the middle school nose rub, which is where you just take your sleeve <laughs> and and you run it all the way across the front of your nose, I can not do. really wiping up anything. No. I had a student. Okay. So a lot of life going on over here in addition to whatever this is and so switching jobs i've said that like not switching i'm switching companies not really jobs but part of it is that the school contract i have um the company i was working for declined to have me continue so but i had a student who was in second grade and he would come to his ot sessions in his sweatshirt that would be covered in his boogies that is so gross and i would tell him i'd be like dude get Go. I mean, literally most of our sessions would be me saying like, go get a tissue, go wash your hands and come back. You don't want everyone to hear the sound of you peeing over there as you pour it's your wine? It's not peeing. I was pouring wine. It's really good. <laughs> it's called Point Taken. Oh, uh-huh. I like it. Yeah. So I, that made me think about, um, I had a student, it was a very busy day at the, at the office today. Um, pretty constant and no doubt it's, you know, January and difficult times. And there's just a lot of big stuff happening for these little people. They're not little people, they're young people. But I had a student come in at the end of the day and he like, he, he was an eighth grader and he just really fell apart emotionally and was sobbing, sobbing. And like, I felt so incredibly, um, not, not bad. It's not like I pitied the kid, but he was just so upset about something that happened in class. He was really trying to do the work and felt like he was being distracted and he was also part of distracting. But then the teacher got frustrated with everyone and so called out and she was like, only about 30% of you are working right now. And as he's retelling the story to me, he's like, I was really trying to be part of the 30%. (laughs) And he's like, and um, he, yeah, does the whole middle school whole arm across the nose then with the hand also to catch anything that you didn't get with your sleeve and as like he's just this mess I was like so they're like there are tissues right there if you want them and he's like okay thank you and he reaches for the tissue and it was just it was adorable and also gross at the same time Um, yeah because they do that often and then I feel like I have to follow them with Clorox wipes afterwards oh totally right and he was just so emotionally like taken aback by what had just happened and he's like I feel like when she was telling everyone that she was singling me out and I was like I'm sure she wasn't but and I she oh, was yeah. the class was in the library so they weren't very far away and I just went in there and I was like hey I've got so and so in my office he do you have a minute to go speak with him and she was so awesome I stayed she that class was an advanced class and so I hung out with them and tried to relive my eighth grade advanced math days and um <laughs> 
you were talking about absolute values and graphing things and functions. And I was like, I can do this, people. And so as the teacher goes and connects with this kid who's de-escalating in my office, um, hands started to raise. And I was like, I can handle this because I can answer. I could tell you an absolute value has to be positive. It's never going to be a negative number. And so this one table like totally fluffed my feathers because they were like, yes, Missy, so-and-so, I told you, Miss knows it can't be a negative number. And I was like, no, absolutes are are positive. And, and they were like, huzzah. And it made me feel really great. And then the other hand started raising and I was like, oh, fuck. And I went over to this other table and they're, they're like, miss, can you tell us what this means? Like we're stuck here. And I was reading it and I was like, no, <laughs> nope, no, I, that is like 30, 35 years ago, getting to be 35 years ago. And I, don't really remember how to do that stuff. So we'll just wait for your teacher to come back. So hang on to that. Just talk amongst yourselves for a little bit. Anyway, I don't know why I went on that. Oh, because <laughs> you're wiping your nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think it would be hilarious if you're like, hold on, let me Google that. <laughs> There's right. a no phone policy, but let me Google that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. No, it's not fun to have this. And I know I sound awful and I appreciate you guys putting up <laughs> with this I was like you don't have a choice but I suppose you do you could just turn this this incident this incident that's because I'm reading my podcast notes about the cookie dough incident in 2022 uh, hopefully not to be repeated in 2023 well right yeah well I now you my know lesson I learned my lesson okay knowing is half the battle yeah. Hey, I started voice lessons this week. How'd that go? It was amazing. Oh, oh okay. You're gonna. I thought you were gonna like sing something for us. No, but I do have to do recitals. Oh, yeah. And how do you um, feel about that? the one coming up in March? Well, she she let me know that I don't have to participate in this one because it's only two months away, and it's the, a public one where we invite family and friends. <laughs> and um, she's like, "You don't have to do this." And I was like, "Nope, I'm going to embrace this whole thing. I'm going to embrace voice lessons. I knew there was a chance of recitals, and I'm going to challenge myself and put myself out there. And I will invite no one." <laughs> That's not true. I, I well, the thing is, when you invite our family, we know that like we come as a package of like eighty. Om- mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, we are a big package of people, and so that we take up a lot of chairs. We sometimes make a lot of noise. I think it's completely reasonable. I love that you're willing to try, but I think it's also reasonable to go. I will step out of my comfort zone, but just a little bit <laughs> to, yeah. to try it, but to embrace that—that's really cool. So we'll see. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah. Um, voice lessons are something that I have been thinking about actually for a couple decades. And this first, I want to say they're going so well. I've only been to one and it was only <laughs> 45 minutes and half of that we spent talking and then the dog was barking and I, yeah, whatever. So um, it, it went really well. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. But I was so nervous and uh, my voice teacher is like, it, Right. Like you only have the good news is you only have one first voice lesson and then you'll never have like another first voice lesson again. And I'm like, so true. I like that. Uh, I know. And so I was like, here are the nerves and I'm just going to get them all out with this one because I just didn't know what to expect. And I'm that kind of I don't want to call me a ninny, but I was was kind of a ninny um, because sometimes new situations really freak me out and I'm very uncomfortable. And in this situation in particular, I do love adventure. But in this situation in particular, someone is judging me. (laughs) Someone is going to be critiquing me and picking something about me apart. And that is like 
talk about childhood messaging, right? So I'm very sensitive to that. And also my dear friends, I don't know that any of them listen to the podcast, but maybe they will someday. But my dear, dear friends from middle school and high school back in the day on the East Coast in the tiny, tiny town from whence we hailed before we moved to the fine state of Colorado, um, we were hanging out one time. And of course, as all people do, the radio is on, the music's pumping, and we're all singing along, and I'm singing along. And then my friends are like, Anna, stop singing. Yeah. And it was kind of devastating, right? Yeah. You laugh it off in the moment, like, ha, 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 I'm cool. What do you mean? Stop singing. And then, right, you just internalize that. I totally internalize that as like, I suck. So can you imagine then you guys know, well, for new listeners, maybe don't, but I direct the choir at our church. And so I am in charge of leading people in this singing ministry. And I carry with me this insecurity that, Anna, you should not be singing. You suck. Yeah. And so I've been thinking about voice lessons for a long, long time. Not since then. Not since I was a preteen, um, <laughs> preteen teen. But for a little bit, I've been thinking about it. And I'm excited that it's actually come to fruition. I'm excited for you. you. I could see how having someone critique you, like it challenges a little bit of that perfectionism. So I, I think what's cool is that you're aware of whatever it's triggering for you and willing to work through it. Yeah, we'll see. You yeah. guys stay tuned. Yeah. Because for the recital, I don't know. I So I've got some practice things I get to do between lessons and then some songs that she gave me, some sheet music that maybe I'll sing for the recital and maybe I won't. She's like, maybe I'll hear you sing them and think, nope, there's a better song out there for you. So I don't know. One is a folk song and the other is a show tune. Oh boy. <laughs> and they're both pretty cool. Well, we'll just see which one, I guess, either I like what one that hit, hits me and hits my heart um, and also will showcase my yeah. talent. I think that's cool that she's also willing to work with you and meet you where you are. Because I know being the youngest, after we moved from California to Connecticut, our parents resumed piano lessons, but the lady was awful. I don't think I liked her. I mean, we wouldn't always show up on time, which I understand, but I mean, there was so much going on in our family at the time, but she, she was so mean, so rude. She'd wait till my parents dropped me off and then she would like, I was seven, you guys, seven, and she would say things about my parents to me and then she would like rip me a new one and I just didn't like her. I didn't like her. I didn't like practicing and I ended up quitting. I mean, piano is something I've thought about resuming and buddy loves music he like absolutely absolutely loves music and he keeps asking about guitar and he likes playing piano and so i'm probably gonna wait like a year let's see if i can get him into into some music lessons well i know someone with the piano <laughs> cough cough um if you ever decide that you do want one it does need a good tune um, and I want to, um, like resurface it what is that called when you and pianos are really hard to do but you know, when uh -huh. you like, uh -huh. and yeah. yeah. So anyway, if you ever want a piano, I've been thinking about maybe moving mine along, but now that I'm taking voice lessons, maybe not. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. No, I don't have the space for it right now. But you took your Christmas tree down. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. 
In fact, um, today when Buddy and I were hanging out, he's like, come on, Nana, let's go play. And I was like, cool. Do you want to do a puzzle? What do you want to do? So we did a puzzle and then we finished that puzzle. And I was like, do you want to do another puzzle? And he's like, yeah. So he gets out another puzzle and I picked up the pieces to the first puzzle and put them back in the bag. And I said, can you please put this away? Where does this go? And he's like, oh, it goes in the dump. I'm going to put it in the dump truck. And I was like, okay. And being that things are all nice and tidy when we got here, he takes the dump truck down from where it was. And I was like, oh, no, no, let's keep it up here. And he's like, no, I just need to move it over here like Christmas tree. (laughs) Uh That's pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, it was wicked cute. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. So I think that's probably like the biggest update for me is voice yeah. lessons. Yeah. Um, and I tidied my house. Like over the last few weeks, I've been really intentional about building the furniture that I got and putting things in homes. And our parents came over the other day for dinner. And I like for the first time felt that I actually had like an adult space. That's awesome. I know. It was like super clean. Yeah. Decluttered. I bet they loved that. I mean, I didn't want them to open any closet doors or actually open <laughs> the furniture that I built because I like, you know, sometimes you put like, oh, this pile, I don't have a home for you yet. So you oh, just yeah. throw it somewhere. No, I just leave mine out. <laughs> but you know, I get that. I've totally done that where I'm like, people are coming over. Where yeah. can I hide this? Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, my neighbor behaved himself. I don't know if he was home, but I, I told her parents, I'm like, you cannot park in front of my garage. Go park in guest parking. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Just for tonight. Um, I did want to say happy birthday to all the January people. Oh, yeah. We might have done that last time, but my memory is short these days. <laughs> so if we did, happy birthday again. If we didn't, happy birthday to you, dear Jennifer, um, and everybody else that are celebrating Trips around the sun. Yeah. Nathan is on there. Nathan? Yeah. Happy birthday, Nathan. Yeah. Josh. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Josh. Yeah. Safe travels to you. <laughs> also, so January, you know how we like to look up themed things about the months. Mm-hmm. Often um, coming at, off the holidays, people like to do a dry January. Have you heard oh, that before? No. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would fall in line with the resolution of going to the gym. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> we we are like drowning in alcohol. So now we need to not drink alcohol for it's like I a just month. Ch- cheers my microphone. You did cheers. I was like, we drank too much last month. And I was like, cheers, everyone. Cheers to you, community. She's not even drinking tonight. <laughs> but yeah, so people do dry January, which I learned about probably, well, maybe last year or the year before, but I had never heard about it before then. So maybe it's like a new thing, but it's on Wikipedia. So you know, it's real. But this year, what I've heard, the term that I heard was people aren't ready to commit to dry January. So they're doing damp January. <laughs> Maybe I'll just drink a little. Like, maybe I can't commit to going the entire 31 days without the alcohol. Oh, my gosh. But I can maybe do some days without alcohol. That's so funny. When it, I mean, I've definitely been there before. We were like, I, I don't know if I can give up 
all of the alcohol. But then then when you do, it's like, oh, this feels so much better. Know, right. It's like giving up cookie dough. You're like, <laughs> I can do it because I feel so great. I don't know. Just don't put it in my house, okay? Don't put it in my house. I got so much chocolate. And then I just took it over to our parents' house and I was like, you guys have more access to people than I do. Like, I can't bring chocolate into my clients' homes. I know. Your mother tried to unload a bottle of wine on me tonight, and I was like, I cannot drink that kind of wine. That wine makes me swell up. <laughs> um, but I appreciate. She's like, I, your father told me to give it to the first person who comes here, and and <laughs> and your son was the first person uh. in an obby he, although we were discussing wine, oh my God, I'm going to share a story. And I told him at first to repeat it at school. And then I was like, no, 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 just kidding. No, please don't. <laughs> no. So we're sitting at dinner, your mom, buddy, and I, and there's this, this bottle of wine that your mom's trying to unload. And I was like pushing it away because I'm like, I can't drink it. it. Makes my throat swell up and that's no fun for anybody. But I don't even think I said that much. I was like, no, I, I can't drink it. It's you know, doesn't make me feel good. And then Buddy is like, when my throat is sore, Bobby gives me some wine. And I look at her and she looks at me and we're like, oh my God, where, do he, where does he come up with this stuff? And I was like, yeah, can you please go to school tomorrow? No. And, and Right? And Bobby's like giving me like daggers if looks could kill. And um, I was like, no, 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 Buddy, like, um, yeah, because then he's like, Miss Danielle, Miss Danielle. And I was like, no, buddy. I said, when your throat hurts, we drink tea. So you can go to school and tell Miss Danielle oh, that Bobby God. gives you what? And he's like, tea. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. And your mom is like, he's how many years old? Why does he know the word wine? And I was like, I don't know. What? I Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? He's a sponge. We've had family dinners with wine. We've had dinners here with wine. We go and see his other grandpa and he sees wine. Like, I mean, he's had full exposure to it. I'm not surprised that he would say any of that. And he sees us drink it. It looks cool. And he's like, hey, can I have some? I'm like, I know, no. What? No. No, most, I tell him no. I feel like most of the time, like now, when we are doing episodes and I happen to have a glass, like he is nowhere around us. So that just, it threw me for, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> it was quite That's funny. funny. I'm going to have to get in contact with my mom and ask her. Yeah, ask her tomorrow. Be like, yeah. what are you giving my what, son? What what size glass is that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so <laughs> last thing about January that I wanted to share is that there is a be kind to food servers day. Okay. But only Just a in, day? Yeah, but only in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you guys think about it, Share some love, shed some love, lie on your food servers in Tennessee and elsewhere. Yeah, that's our PSA. I mean, I get, I think we've talked about the whole gratuity thing, but I, I'm still like, there are some people who are like, it doesn't matter the level of service you have to tip anyway. And I'll, I'll abide by that, but I don't think you tip the same no matter the level of service. Speaking of which, someone posted, it happened recently, it was like a thing that there was this video that kind of went viral about a food 
delivery service person who somehow knew the tip before he delivered the food. So with some, like whether it's Uber Eats or Grubhub, one of them, like you're able to see the tip beforehand, but one of them you're not. And whatever the story is, this kid, guy, does a video about like, ha, 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 you left me such a crap tip. I'm eating your food. Oh, I heard about this like forever ago. It was just recently, like again, like maybe it happened again. Like there was a thing not too long ago. I feel like a couple months ago. This report about food service delivery people eating people's food. But then this guy like posts this video um, as like retribution for tipping poorly. Like you suck at tipping, so I'm going to eat your food. Like I deserve to be tipped well. So then I was just reading the comments and comments and comments. Um, and just uh, it's interesting what people's opinions are about tipping and who does and does not deserve it. And I don't know when it became like that a tip is like d- demanded or expected or people That's are entitled like to being it tipped. U- it used to be that you would tip because someone gave you excellent service. And so to now, ensure promptitude. Right. And now you have like tiered tipping, like all the different percentages. And yeah, I've wondered. I've wondered because we've, we've had food delivered before. And then I wonder if someone is like taking out a, a fry or something or like dipping in there, which I grosses me out because the thought of like someone else's fingers in my food. I know. <laughs> and the restaurants are supposed to like, they're supposed to seal the bags. But then again, like there have been stories about people who unseal them and have a stapler. Like all I need is a stapler for the tool, um, not just a piece of tape in your car um, to ensure that your food is going to be untouched by the delivery. But I know I, I, As soon as I saw this, I was like, God, like I don't order as often anymore as I did. Certainly not as often as during pandemic um, when we were home all that time and less and less now. Um, But I was like, gosh, like that's just gross to think about. It's so gross that you can't even trust humanity to do that thing for you. And my thing to the driver would be if you're that grumpy or if you're if you're going to it's almost like a, a power a power thing, a power trip, trying yeah. to play God or whatever. But if you're going to do that, like, go get a different job. Now, don't do the scamming thing, you guys. I'm going to – Anna has, like, a really cool thing to get to. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I have recently – oh, my goodness. I have some furniture I'm trying to sell. So I had a table, a dining room table that I was selling. And I tend to use Marketplace. It's – laced with scams so when I first put the table on marketplace I had someone immediately and I'm just like here's your PSA look at profiles look at the pictures look at when people are posting if it says they have 735 friends and you click on the friends and you can't see anything and it doesn't say this person's profile is private it's a scam because what the and this is what they're doing and I mean I googled it and it popped up right away But what people will do is they'll say, hey, I can't come get it, but so-and-so in my family is going to come get it. I'm going to sell you the money. And then what they do is they come back and go, oh, you don't have a business account. Oh, okay. Well, you don't have a Zelle business account. So I'm going to sell you $500, but you need to sell me that $500 right back. The thing with the emails, they'll be like, you got an email about it. Did you get the email? I mean, this guy was so pushy. And finally, when I figured out it was a scam, I was like, you are so wrong. And I was like, I have now reported you. I am now blocking you. Good luck. And that ticked him off more, right? Because he's like still going to try and convince me. But I'm like, 
I have all sorts of emails from Zelle and they're not in spam, but yours happen to be in spam. Why? So that's one way I've had. So then I had some other furniture that I put on Marketplace. You guys, the first four people who reached out all scams and all tried to do the same thing. One was trying to say that he would pay cash, but was going to have someone else come first. And then there was another one very similarly who checked the names. There was one where the name um, I went and looked up and it had like this cute little blonde girl as a picture. And it's <laughs> a woman from the Middle East um, is actually who it is because I found her LinkedIn profile. One was someone from Bangladesh was like, hey, um, will you deliver? Nope. No. I'm What? No. But it's just so bad. And I've heard this now like. Anna and I, um, I don't think we've really talked about bots on on podcast, but my understanding is that bots are now becoming a higher percentage on any social media or for any of these services than actual people. And to me, that's just wrong. Like, I've never been a huge fan of social media, but it's a good tool. It's a way to access people. It's a way to get out there and connect. But I'm also like, who am I connecting with? Because I have people who will start following me on Instagram and then I go, same thing. I'm like, who, like, how do I know you? And I know you don't always have to know them on Instagram, but I'm like, who are you? And then I go and look and I'm like, nope, I think you're a bot. Nope, I think you're a scam, which just makes me sad. It just makes me sad because in my mind, if these individuals could take the amount of energy that they throw in to hurting people and intentionally trying to screw people over from that entitlement, place from that place that they're owed something from that place that they don't honor humanity imagine what this world would be like it would be such a different place i know you guys i know and there are starving children in africa like it would just be such a different place if people could put their energy towards actually doing good and if and so much would come to like so much good would come to them if they could get out of such a negative headspace thus ended my psa that's Alexandra's PSA, everybody. Oh, you guys, don't be scammed. I loved it. I, yeah. I mean, I was. I think I told you guys I, I did fall for the USPS scam. So now I'm all like heightened and then I get sad that I have to like double check and triple check everyone. Scammers got a scam and it sucks. Mean people suck. That's my PSA. Thank you, Alexandra, yeah. Yeah, for don't that. Don't get scammed. Um, that's why, that's so, probably why you don't sell anything. I was like, I don't sell anything. I know I, it is such a headache. I right with getting rid of a lot of stuff. My sisters are like, why don't you just put it on marketplace or why don't you put it on next door? And I'm like, okay, it's fine to take pictures, but then I got to post and then I got to weed through all the things. And then I live in this like really protected cul-de-sac area and it's not a gated community, but I like, I like being anonymous back there and then people would know where I live and even though they're like just do a porch what is it called a porch pickup yep yep mm-hmm. that was <laughs> difficult a porch pickup I'm like okay I could but still like then people will know where I live and I like my anonymity back there and, That's what and then are for. <laughs> also oh okay there were footprints in my snow on my back porch I when I was cleaning up like, and I was where living on outside, your back porch there was someone who stepped in the snow, like came around from his side of the fence onto my porch in the ba- on the backside 
like and closest to your door because I could see someone like walking kind no. of by and not no like, down not the on hill. the ba- no like up I'm raised up right so the footprints come from my next door neighbor's house and and they they weren't fresh fresh but it hasn't snowed recently but I was like what in the Sam Hill mm-hmm. so then I was like I sure is heck I'm getting myself some cameras I would recommend even if it was innocent or whatever like maybe something flew over the half fence that you know or the half whatever partition that's up um maybe it was like totally innocuous is that a good word then okay but I'd still like to have a camera to see why in the f someone else's footprints are in my space anyway did you guys all feel right. that I, coming off there? Well, it just make, he makes me nervous, and I don't like I would, it. I would put so up cameras. cameras. I mean, I just I think it's just safer. I think it's just safer. But that's not what I wanted to share with you. I totally went off in, on a tangent there. So let's let's be wary about scammers. I found a new podcast. It's not a new podcast. It's a new to me podcast. I just shared with Alexandra. There's something called Moth M O T H, and many of you may be very fully aware about it. It is one of the coolest podcasts I've ever heard. Our sixth grade team, our English language arts teachers did a moth with our sixth graders and they wrote stories and then they got to get up on the stage and present their stories to an audience, which included parents and staff and whoever else showed up. And it was so cool. And I was like, what is a moth? I have never heard of this thing before. And then I was educated. I was schooled on the fact that their moth is this thing and it's storytelling. Um, there's a podcast and there's been a show for years and then I finally started listening to the podcast and it was awesome so fun the stories again I was listening to one earlier today and I'm like man these storytellers are awesome and they're funny and sometimes they're very serious stories and sometimes they're inspiring Um, but whatever they are it's just it's fun I I love to hear people's stories and I, I love that side of humanity that is not what I'm about to talk about though (laughs) <laughs> what, um, I took a break from the Moth podcast on my way home, and I just happened to be listening to the radio because I was going a very short distance, and they were talking about jobs for Zodiac signs. Love it. I know. But it was just a small snippet that I heard, and they're like, we have all the Zodiac signs to get through, and we've only got through three or four of them so far. And so this is, they were doing a recap. This is what we have so far. Aries make good entrepreneurs. And I was like, spot on. I'll take it. <laughs> because my sister, Alexandra's an Aries, and um, she is a pretty decent entrepreneur. And that's pretty, right? That, that's her life right now. And then they're like, Taurus, florist. And I was like, florist? Like, did I hear that right? Like, are you just trying to sort of rhyme? Or was that real? Like, Taurus, Tori make good florists? I don't know. I've never heard that before. And then I didn't pay attention to anything else because I was like, what in the Sam hell? I got to look that up. So I got to tell you, I was looking up a few articles about jobs for Zodiac signs. And sure enough, Aries, Courage, strength, audacity, magnificent thing, Aries, right? Like, you go, you. You're strong. And so you would really make a good firefighter, business owner, professional athlete, like government official. You, like, top of the cream of the crop. And then Taurus, the first freaking, and this is one article, but the first sentence, instead of, like, magnificent Aries, courage, strength, Taurus is like, your zodiac sign is notorious for being stubborn. As well as having the desire to shamelessly revel in sensual pleasures. What? 
What does that make me? A good florist? Like <laughs> careers are like artist, chef, fashion designer. And I'm like, that doesn't fit at all. I don't know if you remember our conversation the other day when, right, with one of our guest speakers. And I was like, you kind of have to take some of these things and then toss whatever you don't identify with, right? Hold on. All of those have creativity in common. Oh, I get that. And you are very creative. Oh, I didn't read the rest of the list, which is um, celebrity stylist, digital marketing, and financial advisor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pause. Where's the creativity no. there? Mm-hmm. So that's one article. There's also problem solving in there. I love, I love that, that you, yes. Okay. So another article, Aries. It makes a lot of sense that the sign identified as the ram would be assertive, strong-willed, and competitive. You're a great fit for work in roles that need a leader who won't back down. Dentist, surgeon, financial analyst, hotel manager. And I was like, wait a second. That was like what was listed under Taurus in the last article. <laughs> and then Taurus on this article was like, people in the Taurus zodiac sign are determined, dependable, and honest, but their deep desire for stability is often juxtaposed with a love for all things beautiful and luxurious, like we're like those superficial beings. And again, fashion designer, landscaper. <laughs> financial advisor and manager. Go on to this next article, which was posted on LinkedIn at some point. Aries. The ram represents Aries. And for a reason, Aries is fierce. Known for being competitive and natural leaders, they do best in commission-based careers. And, right, you. They also make successful entrepreneurs, innovative, <laughs> delegating, Known to create many successful ventures, courageous and heroic. Then you get to Taurus. Determined and straightforward, <laughs> Tauruses are team players and very reliable. You find careers that require your patience and persistence to be the most satisfying. Taurus people make great leaders but are versatile and can adapt to any role as needed. Very money-oriented, which I wish. I'm an educator, people, for the love of, right? Yeah, for the love of money, I'm an educator. And <laughs> we never want to misuse it. I'm like, just look at my bank account <laughs> and my credit history. Okay. So that is all to say that I stumbled on this one article from Lifestyle Asia that is like career horoscope for 2023. So I just wanted to share for Aries and Taurus, and then we can link it. So if you wanted to look up your own, you can. And again, <laughs> I read this for fun um, and like to hang on to what applies to me and what doesn't I toss. So for Aries, your Aries horoscope for 2020, no, your Aries career horoscope for 2023. There will be an excellent career growth for Aries natives. Your career will move in the right direction from the beginning of the year. Ching, ching. As Alexander has said, she is making a shift. In the first quarter of 2023, all the career-related aspirations will materialize. You will see a change at the workplace and will get lots of importance. Your bosses and colleagues will be supportive. Yay. And your subordinates will look up to you. Do you have those? No. The second quarter will get you an elevator elevation. You will enjoy the fruits of your hard work put in previously. I just realized how hard I was holding onto my microphone stand. <laughs> it was like really tense there. Wow. Very I have like a business. kink in my hand. haven't noticed Anna's intonation differences between Aries and Taurus. There's a strong possibility of getting promoted, Aries. If in business, your relationship with the partners could cause anxiety, your business will start to take off after April and you'll be successful in your endeavors in the last quarter of the year, which 
y'all, well, maybe it's the third quarter that we're hoping to travel abroad and do some speaking engagements. So that'll be fun. All right. I haven't even peeked at my Taurus career horoscope, so this is all going to be new. <laughs> so let's see. And then we'll move into our joke of the day. All right. Taurus sun sign people will get an opportunity to demonstrate their skills and will excel in the first quarter. There are chances of relocation at the beginning of the year. And where am I going? Relocation. You've been open to travel and relocation. Yeah, well, I'm not relocating this year. There's a possibility of job change. What the heck is this? I told you I'm seeing this for the first time. Your dream job might just fall in your lap. Yay, 2023, although I really like where I am. The third quarter might see a few ups and downs. That's not fun. You just need to have patience. Well, luckily, Torians are known to have patience. Apparently, according to the other article, people in business are likely to prosper. You might add something new in your existing line of business. You should be careful in August and September. Take control of your expenses and take no risks. What? But that's when I'm supposed to go to Slovenia. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I won't close the tab so I can keep the link so we can put that in. But I I just got a chuckle out of that. I thought that was entertaining. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty, pretty hilarious. I'd love to get some feedback from some of our listeners about what their what their career for 2023 is gonna show. Yeah. If you don't want to look at the link yourself, email me and let me know what you are and I'll look it up for you and we'll mention it on the podcast. We also like we have had so much fun having guest speakers on, um, not just loyal listeners, but other guests as well. And if that's something that you're ever interested in, reach out to us at the Russian sisters at gmail.com. Um, cause it's super fun for us just to get to know other humans and hang out with them and have you participate in what we're doing. Uh, ditto. <laughs> yeah. I caught her off guard. She was about to take a drink of water. Of tea. Of <laughs> tea. Of tea. When my throat everyone's, hurts. I know everyone, everyone's like, Oh, no wonder you can't get better. You just keep throwing it back. <laughs> oh, went, yeah. So I'm going to get her some vodka and a lemon here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. I do have the STW joke of the day if you're ready for it. I'm ready. Are you? Okay. Sean T. Wyman, this one is for you and everybody else who is listening. <laughs> this is from Chapter 2, Quality Trickery. Why do penguins carry fish in their beaks? Oh, I don't know. They don't have any pockets. <laughs> Y'all, we that, love you. Was, yeah, all right. All right. All right. I mean, I chuckled. I chuckled. You did. I gotcha. I got a yeah. little chuckle out of you. That was fun. Um, you guys, we love you. We hope you have a fantastic week. Alexandra, how do people know they're not alone? Oh, oh, yeah. We have to do that. <laughs> I already did mine. I know so. you did. <laughs> If you have ever had to push a little bit with the doctor, let me say this. If you're intuitive about your body and have had to push against research or what things normally look with your doctor in order to get more care, you are not alone. Yeah. If you have to battle the medical care system, yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. I like that one. All right, people. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. 
She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer. Such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.